Coming to you live from the Cass Corridor. It's time for Culture Shift here on WDET. I'm Ryan Patrick Hooper. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this afternoon. But let's dive into our first conversation of the show. How will design be a solution for climate change? That's the question being asked at the College for Creative Studies this week as they play host to the International Cumulus Conference. This year's theme is Design for Adaptation. It's only the second time in its 30-year history that the conference has taken place in North America at all, so it's putting a major spotlight on Detroit in the college itself. Some of the questions on the table, how does Detroit create climate-resilient neighborhoods? That's already a big question facing some neighborhoods here, including Jefferson Chalmers on the east side and their network of canals. Plus, how do we create new designs to slow down the effects of climate change? Can that be even done? And who is included in this conversation to begin with? Who could potentially be left behind? To chat about all of this, the conference that's in town, and everything in between, we are joined by Don Tusky, president for the College of Creative Studies. Don, welcome back to Culture Shift. It's a pleasure to have you on. Great. Thanks, Ryan. And it's great to be on, on the show today. And it's an exciting week uh, for Detroit and for the world in terms of uh, climate action and ways to um, really include more people in um, addressing our climate issues. When these conferences land in Detroit, you always hear that that mighty wind blow where people say, this is such a huge deal for us. This is putting a spotlight on us. I mean, I just went for it in my intro right there. I mean, really make the case for what this does actually mean for the city of Detroit and our role in thinking and talking and designing for climate change. Well, I can tell you we have uh, um, professionals, artists and designers from around the world who descended on Detroit this week. And we have hundreds on actually doing uh, uh, on online. And we have uh, about 300 artists and designers from around the world who are here to discuss ways that we can address climate change, the impact of climate change. Um, and also besides artists and designers and sociologists, anthropologists, policy experts, to really figure out better ways to address climate change, um, starting at the community level. And so uh, we've had a number of uh, numerous papers, um, discussions, panels, local uh, officials involved, and um, we've had a lot of great uh, conversation with a lot of action items coming out of it. And at the same time, we have a, uh, these folks from around the world who are really loving their experience in Detroit. Besides being at the conference, they're, they're going to the Detroit Institute of Arts. They're, going, they're getting campus tours, going to the Wright Museum, the Science Museum, and seeing Detroit on the ground for the first time, many of them, and are really impressed with what's going on in Detroit and all the great things happening around the city. You talked about designers, students, keynote speakers, sociologists, mm -hmm. all these different people from all these different walks of life focusing on climate change right now for this conference. And it's a really big reminder that it's not just, you know, you making sure to take shorter showers or do little things at home to be better for the environment. It actually takes a lot of different types of thinkers and action to even start comprehending climate change and the effects we need to understand and design for. Is that right? Right. And I think that you mentioned the last word you said, Ryan, design for. It's important that um, we all understand that there really needs to be better and more design and what we call inclusive design um, in our problem solving. Um, sometimes a, a lot of officials with well-meaning approaches 
um, would try to design things without including enough people, without really involving people that any changes might impact. And so there's a real theme throughout this conference of inclusive design. And that's something that's also very important uh, at CCS, but it's something that's important um, with the Cumulus Conference and all our, our colleagues from around the world at other art and design colleges and universities, as well as art and design associations to really be more mindful, be more uh, deliberate about inclusive design to make sure that people in the communities that are impacted by climate, um, with climate changing climate have a say and help to uh, design what uh, the solutions could be. And that's something that I think is really um, something that not a lot of the world does, but something that uh, artists and designers take very, very seriously to involve the community, to really empower more people to be part of the process of design for a better future and for adaptation to uh, this, this tremendous climate change we're all experiencing. That's been one of the big issues here, Don, is, is who this design, who these conversations actually center around. We see so many studies coming out saying that uh, there's less trees in minority neighborhoods, therefore they are hotter, they are more subject to the effects of climate change. But you're making the argument that for a long time, you know, those neighborhoods and these people were not being included or thought about when it came to design for this. So, so how is that changing? How do you actually make that change? I think as professionals and across a number of disciplines, art and design, as well as I mentioned some other professional areas, we're all realizing the power of collective thought, the power of people coming together in ways that make sense to people who aren't normally in, involved in those conversations. And so really working sincerely and over time with communities and, and people of color in, in, in and around Detroit, uh, poor, poor people in, in around the state of Michigan, but in other areas of the world who don't usually have a voice. And I think it's a real opportunity for people who are in academia, who are professionals in art and design to really engage uh, people from around the world who don't normally get engaged and to be very sincere and thoughtful about it. And I think that there's, I think a lot of us this week, um, I mean, there were a lot of uh, art design presidents here as well from other colleges. I think we all feel that there was a turning point in the last three or four days and a feeling that this, this time now it feels more real about including more people in real ways and sincere and appropriate ways than it ever has been. And I think that's a big, big, um, I think, plus and big outcome of this conference is that everybody here really figuring out and involving more people on climate solutions and climate adaptation in ways that I don't think we've ever seen historically. And I think that's something to be said. And I think having it be here in Detroit and involving more people in and around Detroit has been really great as well. You mentioned that some of these designs are already being created, are being thought about at places like College for Creative Studies. Can you talk a little bit about the role that uh, the college is playing or, or things you've actually seen come from students or curriculum there that apply to this design for climate change? Yeah, that's, a, um, um, that's a great question. And so I, I, I should make note that our Gen Z population has is, is really been a great driver of change, I think, across this country and I think across the world. Um, and that's been really helpful in creating um, big things and little things. And maybe I'll start with some little things that we call them in, in strategic planning, which we're doing right now. We call little improvements that, that we try to get going uh, skateboards. And uh, so really what's happening with, with uh, students at CCS as well as faculty and staff is that we're thinking about little ways that we can all we can do things right away 
in terms of food, in terms of waste, in terms of um, having less green grass that takes a lot of energy, rethinking how we use our facilities, uh, sharing facilities more, um, opening up our facilities to more nonprofits to share our facilities. And, and, and those are sort of what we again call skateboards that are, are easy things for us to do to really open up um, CCS more to the community, to more nonprofits, to use our facilities for, for very little or sometimes no cost. And that is a green way of, of moving forward and a way that really uses our resources more wisely. We can share and collaborate more um, when it comes to resources. So that's one, that's one small way. And there's some other examples that our students are driving in terms of what we're doing in our liberal arts program to really have um, a lot more environmental science and environmental studies in our in, in a liberal arts program, which in which really didn't impacts and influences our um, our design. And when you when you see our students do design, whether it's interior design, product design, they are very attentive to design for the greater good and not design just to make money or design to make for the marketplace. And that's a theme that I started seeing when I first arrived here in 2019, how students are really thoughtful about their designs, their art, and how they can move society forward in a really positive way when it comes to um, improving our impact on the climate. And then the larger issues, there are opportunities when you have 300 uh, or so members, over 300 members, part of Cumulus, which is the international organization that supports the best practices in art and design and how art and design can, can make a better world. You have a lot of great minds and creative professionals who can come together and, and think big and include, and include communities in terms of thinking how we can shape a policy in terms of making um, a, a better world that is more um, thoughtful, not just about humans, but all living uh, species on the planet. And that's been some of the conversation this week that we need to think about not just uh, humans, but also all living things on the, on the earth because of the rate of extinction happening both in the animal and plant world. And Don, you mentioned Gen Z. I feel like every time I talk to you, you mention Gen Z because well, we're all studying. And I joke, I teach a first year experience class, which is a one credit class that helps students transition from high school to college. And I, I'm careful when I talk with my students about the generation. So it's Generation Z is the current students right now from about the last ten years or so that were born in the last ten years or so, and um, and the and and their thoughts. And and one of the things that's really for me as an anthropologist that is really um, positive is that they really are challenging colleges, universities, and other organizations and corporations across the world to be better, to be more inclusive, to be more thoughtful about community, to really think about how organizations are not inclusive. And um, diversity, equity, inclusion is something that's very important to most uh, students coming out of the in the, in the Gen, Gen Z population. And they are pressing places like CCS to be better. And I welcome that. And we and so um, we have a, an, an environmental club or actually committee about things that we need to be doing better at CC, CCS. And that's positive. And you have students driving that and helping faculty and staff and administration um, be better with our resources. And that's why I mentioned the one about sharing resources is a, a good, um, quick way to really involve more people in a green way. I think it was this past spring, I had ran into two students who had just graduated from the college. 
they were out celebrating. And I asked them, you know, what what did you end up studying? What do you want to do now that you're going to be out of school? Uh, one had studied ecotourism and oh, yeah. really wanted to make the ways we travel and visit places more sustainable, especially in countries that may have a lot of poverty but rely on tourism. That's a big conversation that's happening right now. Uh, the other one was focused on creating, you know, biodegradable medical instruments. That was something that they wanted to do coming out of the College for Creative Studies. And both of those things as disciplines or ideas or concepts had really kind of blew me away. I, I didn't know that the curriculum was being updated and focused on really these new concepts that, you know, we weren't really talking about these things a decade ago. Well, it's great about, and I know those two examples, and I know I think at least one of those students uh, that What's great about those examples is that we have faculty members who are really in tune, both in the, our design and art, art and design fields, as well as our liberal arts, who are really in tune about best practices when it comes to environmentally responsible products, processes, approaches. And But we also have students that are driving that. So that interaction uh, in our curriculum with our students and our faculty has been very positive about ways to be more thoughtful about the energy we use. We all know that Americans use more energy per, per person than the rest of the world. Our art, that's not lost on our art and design students, whether for our country or other countries. And so figuring out ways to be more uh, energy efficient, more um, thoughtful about our carbon footprint when we travel and we go to different places. Because you're right, Ryan, a lot of countries do, and Detroit does as well, rely on, on tourists and people traveling here to um, experience the great city of Detroit and the great art and architecture and the great culture and music culture, the history of, of Motown here, but that, but to do it in a, in a, in a more thoughtful way. And I think that, that our students are coming up with creative ways to be more green, to be more environmentally responsible. And so part of art and design also involves, you know, processes, systems, uh, approaches, not just physical processes. And so user experience, user interaction, um, different types of software. Our students and our graduates certainly are designing those. And so it's no surprise that we have students that can talk to you, Ryan, about their projects, about um, ecotourism or products that have a less of an impact on the environment. How will design be a solution for climate change and for the ways our lives are changing? Well, some of that conversation is happening right now at the College for Creative Studies as that Cumulus Conference arrives and brings those conversations to North America, to Detroit for the first time in its 30-year history. We talked to Don Tusky, president of the College for Creative Studies, all about what's happening as part of that conference, the conversations coming out of there, but also a look at College for Creative Studies and, and what some of those students are doing right in our own backyard here in Detroit. Don, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ryan. And I should also just make sure people are aware that Detroit's the only uh, UNESCO city of design in all of North in, in the United States, which is really great, too. And that's part of this whole Cumulus Conference as well. Okay, Ryan, this has been great. I always enjoy talking with you, and this is a great show. This is Culture Shift here on WDET. More of the show coming up next. Next. 